The Bi-Urban Yogi, Episode 6, featuring Peter Ellingson. I'm Will Blunderfield. I'm a psychology major, kundalini yoga teacher, spin instructor, recording artist, and mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher in training. Join me in this free-flowing conversation with mentors and experts on such diverse topics as queer theory, holistic well-being, and music. Through his unique background, history, and studies, Peter Ellingson has both the skills and knowledge to train your body and inspire your mind. Fitness and nutrition have always been important to him. Ever since he was a little kid, Peter has been an extremely active individual, not one to just sit and let life pass him by. These days, he enjoys keeping busy with a variety of physical activities such as rock climbing, mountain biking, martial arts, yoga, and snowboarding. He also loves training and continually learning about nutrition and fitness. When he was faced with some unique medical conditions, he began devouring medical and health books, learning anything and everything he could about nutrition and optimal health. Coupled with serious educational studies, he has earned a number of key certifications, including being certified with the American Council on Exercise as a personal trainer and as a CNP nutrition specialist. His beliefs are extremely simple. It's all about strength, true strength. To achieve your goals, you need strength on all levels. That means rebuilding your body from the very core of your being, your cells, all the way on up. That's why what you put into your body is as important as how you exercise your muscles. I'm excited today to talk to Peter about his holistic approach to well-being. We discuss the nitty-gritty of semen retention, true fitness, and proper nutrition. Hope you enjoy. Um, I kind of just press record, and then like whenever it starts to sound interesting, I'll cut that part for the interview. So okay, so yeah, good. yeah. But um, I'm gonna come sit here. As long as you don't to make it sound like I'm saying anything funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said what? I'm gonna splice it. So oh my god. Oh, I need to complete sign an agreement. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> That's my goal. I want all my guests to sound like complete freaks. <laughs> you just kept saying penis through the whole interview. I just want to talk about oh, your dick. I just, uh, no, it's like... So how big is your dick? <laughs> uh, <laughs> namaste. Um, so we were talking about how you were just training our mutual friend Ryan in like mm-hmm. a pack and, and doing intervals and sprints throughout uh, uh, forest terrain. Yeah, it's a group of guys that got together, and I was, I was speaking about intervals being the uh, you know, the most um, effective form of endurance training, just for getting your VO2 max up and supporting mm-hmm. the hormone levels, and and for body comp too. But the cool. guys weren't really worried about that. It's just mm-hmm. more for performance. But um, and they were training yeah. for a triathlon. Yeah, like so, uh, some something. of the guys, and, and then, uh, yeah, there was just guys that were really active. We were out to, to have some fun and, and get some uh, training and development in at the same time, right? Just nice. go and enjoy that. But, um, yeah, I, I think, um, so today you wanted to speak. I, I yeah, well, sort of general, general sort of realm, umbrella of, um, you know, fitness, what makes somebody truly fit, nutrition, you know, I know you're into keto. 
ketogenic diet? I, I really appreciate the ketogenic yeah, diet. There's so, elements of it that I, yeah, we can yeah. certainly discuss that. And then also sort of like semen retention, sort of the yeah. Taoist practices of, of circulating sexual energy throughout the body and the aura. Um, yeah, so those kind of three realms yeah. and whatever else you want to talk about in the, in the realm of well-being and longevity and enjoying your life in this body. Yeah. 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 Well, there's interesting things. Um, actually, back to what we were talking about earlier, one of the things I really wanted to get uh, a good like awareness, a good grasp on here when we're while we're t- we speak. Mm-hmm. Actually, whenever we speak, mm-hmm. is the idea of kind of inclusive thought rather mm-hmm. than exclusive like what I look at is the best and the other elements are nothing or like I've got some I found something that kind of like started working for me so I'm just going to hold on to that and and I'm just not going to look at any of the the other stuff like what I do is you know uh, you know overrides everything else like sometimes some people will be like no I just come from a spiritual uh, element and then there's some people that are like no I just come from a nutritional or just some some people that are just like oh it's all structural right there's, and like, sometimes the identity becomes kind of formed around that like sort of you know not to bash vegans but certain vegan friends it's like they get tattoos and it becomes the whole identity is I am yeah. a vegan and, and that and it's just focused on that very myopic even with um, with gay, there was a time when I sort of became very militantly identified as gay. Yeah. You know, I'm gay. I go to Davy Street. I'm gonna parade myself around. I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna so grow my mustache I, out. Well, that's something that <laughs> I I noticed when you were speaking the other day that I really appreciated. Is and you're saying that it's like, okay, what can can we all be proud and just like respect each other? Human right? human like, pride. Yeah, the love like, parade instead of the gay pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, instead of like trying to separate and segregate and and. It's like develops division, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, truth in life really doesn't get divided. It just runs through everything, right? There's just mm-hmm. like bringing everything together to like when we start putting walls up and we can't find the truth in something because we put ourselves into a certain box. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to what, what you were interested in speaking about, looking at, for example, with... Uh, working with semen retention and um, let's for the uh, for the listeners who haven't ever heard of it before what would be your definition of semen retention brahmacharya so not to ejaculate um, whether it's uh, autoerotic or with a lover um, still being able to have sexual interaction and uh, just not releasing not still being be able to blowing your load all the time yeah, and quite often actually because, uh, having an orgasm yeah. without releasing, and it's it, like right. it, honestly. But the reason um, why people so much would want to do that is, like, why well, would you want? Yeah, so getting into the the health aspects of it, you look, um, y- you know, looking at what Montak Chia has, has written. Um, I just some really got powerful. some of his books. Um, Circulating uh, life force energy, I think, is one of them, and the other one is like the power of. May I, I'm going to butcher the names, but I'll put them in the show notes. Basically, if you just Google Montak Chia Tao, T-A-O, it'll all pop up for the listeners. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Um, yeah, he, he's got some excellent stuff in there. It's interesting. It's, it's actually been a number of years since I've read the book because I, mm-hmm. I'd read it and been practicing it for a long time. I hadn't, hadn't looked it back into 
like here and there kind of like glance at some stuff but reading it through again mm-hmm. um, it's been a little while so if I'm speaking anything uh, referring to that book I'm not going to say that it's verbatim right you, probably, but, you read the book and then you integrated it so it's more from your personal experience which is, is yeah. what, what is good well, well looking at what I learned from that and then bringing in I do really appreciate a lot of like scientific studies and stuff mm-hmm. of course always being aware at who's sponsored where the money's coming from and what influence that can be but when you look at things like like fasting intermittent fasting and yep. stuff um, you're like who's who's putting money into you know influence that why would anyone put money into influence that that would, that right. is the most absurd thing right yeah. so looking at the benefits of that and then um, also looking at uh, some of the stuff that I'm going to speak about now correlating to the semen retention mm. it's like who, who's who's gonna put money into influence that like that, I'm I'm not sure you know there there could be situations that could come up but I, it doesn't look like a big area right <laughs> so um, one of the things is looking at uh, how he speaks about the energies and then looking at the correlations of uh, what hormones are actually acting at the same time Mm. right so there's a daytime there's a practice where it's not while in um, sexual contact and that that there's breath work done and a meditation and Mm. it's guiding the energy through the body and he's talking about cool energy and it's it's the the practice is very relaxing very relaxing, very alkalizing, very oxygenating in the body. Um, it really brings the stress hormones, the cortisol and the adrenaline, or the um, norepinephrine, epinephrine, all those really come down. Nice. And Is looking that where at you're that, breathing up the sexual energy from the root up the back and then down the front? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That slow draw, um, okay. the slow breath, the slow draw. And something to be emphasized from that, I found the biggest thing is that allowing putting awareness on a certain area and then allowing the energy to go there rather than trying to force it so that's when it the stays awareness cool. on where you want it to go or on the origin of it no where i want where i want it to go okay where i want it to go okay so then it allows it to slowly draw there I and see. it's not that forced you think like forced is hot right. and that that allowing something to come is that cool just kind of like oh, inviting um, but so where do you want it to go? You want it to go up the spine into the brain? So do you focus on the brain first? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I, I focus on drawing it up. And then as it gets up there, where then I start to... Where specifically in the brain? It's point to point. It's in, okay. in, the, in the book. It, he explains different points okay. to draw it to, okay. uh, which is really great. And um, as you reach the another, another point... Man, that was his like bestseller in the, in the States, The Multi-Orgasmic Man by Montauk Chia. That was like his sort of mainstream book and then there's a few other ones that are less mainstream but sorry I just want to say that for the listeners yeah the one that I'd read was the cultivating male um, sexual energy okay cool yeah I just got that one and um, that's the one that I uh, played off I, I should maybe grab that multi-orgasmic man yeah it's a good one um, but looking looking at the different hormones involved mm-hmm. now I can see like the correlation between yeah. what he is talking about and the experience and and the things going on in my body on a on 
a molecular level as well. Nice. Um, so looking at um, what, what I was saying about the different adrenal hormones, the cortisol and norepinephrine, those, mm-hmm. those guys there. So when those are being produced, it actually triggers more production of something called prolactin. Mm. Um, also, your... And what does prolactin do? Um, prolactin is more... Uh, the bonding it's hormone? The major, the major activity of prolactin is more for mother's mouth being made. It oh. also affects your um, your metabolism and your uh, your sexual functions as well. Mm-hmm. But looking looking in the body with the balance of hormones, mm-hmm. for men, if, if this is like what men are waiting to hear, is that that testosterone levels we want to keep our testosterone levels high it's very important for man's health to have our uh, strong testosterone levels Mm -hmm. Um, so looking at that correlation with this practice and seeing what's happening with the hormones as your stress hormones go up it increases your prolactin levels and also those prolactin and estrogen Downregulate your testosterone and right. your dopamine. So your dopamine helps to boost testosterone right. as well. So you want dopamine's like our feel-good yeah. hormone too, right? Our reward yeah. hormone. So if you want to feel good, that feel-good reward hormone. Plus you want that strength, confidence, um, testosterone and libido and that from yeah. the testosterone. Those two, those two players there. You want mm-hmm. to boost those up. You want to bring those that prolactin and, and the estrogen down. down, and stress levels affect that now interesting thing is that when we are during sexual activity um our our um adrenal hormones that cortisol and the norepinephrine epinephrine those guys start to go up uh, because it's excitement Mm -hmm. right and looking at studies that have come out there's studies showing that the uh that the interactions with, you know, if somebody has a partner, um, they seem to have much higher testosterone boost because when you're having sex, your, your testosterone actually goes up quite a bit. Hmm. But when somebody's autoerotic mas- masturbating, then they only have a small spike in that. Hmm. But for people having uh, sex with a partner, then there's a much higher boost in testosterone and in the book he talks about you know staying away from masturbation and you're looking at those two you're like okay well that's staying away from ejaculatory masturbation right because you're kind of stimulating yourself to get the well even even no but he talks also about um, masturbation being more of like dry hot and it doesn't have that counterpart um and there's some stuff he talks about uh for uh men with male partners as well and how Mm. to uh, and some elements really elements of, of working with that. That's interesting because yeah. sometimes I find when I'm with a male partner that it does feel like there's almost too much yang energy and I'm kind of like feeling like I'm blowing a circuit. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, oh, I need to cool this down a little bit. Well, that daytime practice of, of sitting and doing breath work, there's a lot of that cool energy worked mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. The sexual energy in itself, like in, in the midst of, of that happening, is very hot. Like when, right. I, when, I, when I orgasm and I don't release, that I can feel it just fire right up. It's like mm-hmm. hot lightning shoot, shoot right up my spine yeah. and down through my body. And it's like... Uh, really intense and really fast. It takes a lot of focus to control that, right. um, to not let it uh, go the opposite way. 
which and is like release, to, to and release. Yeah. I find that too. And now that I've been doing the Kundalini training, I get sometimes confused because in Kundalini, it's just up and out. There's yeah. no practice of bringing it down into the lower Don Chen, the lower belly. Yeah, I feel that it's. I personally, I really appreciate the cycling and retaining and and transforming it and st- like mm-hmm. storing it up like that battery, that sense right. of the battery, right? Because in and their philosophy, it's like, oh, you're bringing it up to the higher centers. And I'm, but they also talk about the navel point. And there's a teacher in the States named Jai Dev Singh, a Kundalini teacher, a male. And he says, touch the tongue to the roof of your mouth, yes, which I feel like he yes. might have gotten from Montak Chia. Yeah. And I feel that that actually, while you're doing the Kundalini, it actually kind of completes the circuit and brings some of it back down into your lower Danchen. Yeah. So I like the idea of sort of combining Montak Chia with the yoga. Because I don't think, why, why, just, why is it always up and out, up into well, this infinity? Is, this comes back to what what I'd first uh, spoken about, about being inclusive, of being like, oh, okay, we find something here that's mm-hmm. got some benefits, and we find something here, we're like, see, you know, and this is personal to each of us, but it's right. just, find your it's, instead of, of being like, I'm, I do Kundalini and that's it, or I do, like, it's, you know, it's of course getting deeper into something, so you know that the reason why something's happening, like not just being like to, to throw it off too quickly, mm-hmm. but uh, search into something for a while and really work it out, try it on, and then and then figure out what are the points that for you are going to stick, right? right? But when it comes to this, yeah, it, there's there's that point where you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to include this, right? Mm-hmm. And and when it comes to it's like when it comes to dietary stuff, you mentioned earlier that I really uh, have a lot of appreciation for the ketogenic diet. Yeah. And I kind of feel that there, uh, there's some off and on points in that, depending on time of year and what's going on in the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that, you know, there's a certain time of year where, you know, there's more berries growing, have a, have a bunch more, there's a little bit of fruit around, mm-hmm. pack some of that in, nice. you know, and then, and then, and of course, that depends on what's going on in the body as well. So it's just looking at var- variables. These are just uh, points, guide points, not absolutes. Right. But then, um, actually, correlating back to that with looking at the ketogenic diet, your your stress hormones start to uh, balance out, start to calm down because when we have sugars and carbs, it boosts our insulin. And then we all of our blood sugars go into the cells, mm-hmm. and then our blood sugar our blood sugars drop, mm. and then we're we're def- we're low on blood sugar, right. and our body goes red alert. We're low blood sugar, so then our cortisol hormones, our stress it's hormones like, ah. come out, right. and yeah. So uh, the ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting both are phenomenally powerful for not only regulating our insulin, but also our stress hormones or cortisol nice. or anything, right? Could so, you give uh, listeners just a quick definition of the ketogenic diet? It's it's fueling the body off predominantly fat. So cool. you're gonna have a high level of fat. You can have like about uh, 50, 60% fat, which some people might be like, wow, that's a, that's a lot. But you start looking at what it looks like on the plate, right? If you have like 50% fat, and then 40, or say 60% fat, 30% protein, and then you have your um, 10, what, 10% um, carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Here's a big thing that's missed out very consistently with ketogenic diet, is that if you you look at that pie chart, 
mm-hmm. on, on paper or on the screen and that small sliver of carbohydrates, but you look at what it is on the plate, it depends on what kind of carbohydrates you're going for. If you're going for empty carbohydrates, uh, some grains or some uh, a lot of tubers that, you know, they have some nutrients, but there's uh, a lot of carbohydrate and very little nutrient really comparison. Mm-hmm. If you shift that carbohydrate um, percentage over to above ground vegetables, yeah. which are a, a ton of um, fibers that aren't going to be digested, mm. and then a very nutrient dense uh, profile outside of that, and very mm. small amount of carbohydrate. There's so yeah. small amount of carbohydrate in all your leafy greens and your, you know, even broccoli is a lot smaller and you're like Mm. the other things that are growing above ground yeah like the amount of nutrients compared to the carbohydrates you can have a quite a bit of of food on your plate from that part of the right from that carbohydrate area yeah excuse me so but you're getting this massive pack of nutrients right and then all the fibers that feed all your gut flora which are vital in the body Mm -hmm. um so what it looks like be aware that the percentages the numbers you see of each macro and the pie chart that you're looking at is a very drastically different look on the plate if you choose to eat right right so you're okay so you're having a good diet you're practicing semen retention you're doing the ketogenic thing what do you do if you just start to get really horny like I got really, I was on day twenty, and, and I got at really. At the point, you can't control. Well, and you kind of I, want, yeah, you can't. You want, you feel like you want to release, and you're just feeling like really horny. Is there a practice that you can do? I guess it would be the cooling stuff. Yeah, right? the there's cooling practices. But here's the thing: if um, a, um, if you don't have time, it's just like you know, things come up in life. If, if you're like, oh, everything's so crazy, and I just haven't managed to sit down and do the cooling practice. Or if you're doing the cooling practice and it's still like overwhelming, mm. there is something, uh, there's a couple of things actually. One, one in particular that I think is amazing um, that suppresses, um, then I just want to be clear ahead of time that this isn't something that lasts. Like when you stop taking it, then your libido will go back to normal. Okay. But um, it does relax the libido. Um, L-theanine. Oh, like found Which, in matcha green tea. In, yeah, and if you're taking, so taking the supplement L-theanine, mm. uh, the sun-theanine form is quite strong too. It might be in smaller doses. You'll see uh, capsules of it in smaller doses, but it is really pure and quite strong. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of like that one, but then... Like um, AOR brand? Uh, Natural Factors uh, actually uses the sun theanine. AOR is from Japanese nutweed and uh, and green tea. Oh. But it's a higher dose, but I find that I get pretty much the same. Like, the, the one is almost, like, the AOR is almost double the amount, but I find mm. pretty much the same effect from both. Huh. Because the, the sun theanine is so pure, it's actually like a, um, what do you call it, um, It's a, uh, what do you call it? It's a pure, like actual formed, the molecule. I'm having a brain fart. Anyways, okay. anyways um, so what happens is that you, when you take theanine, you also increase your um, GABA, which is kind of putting the brakes on the um, nervous system and calming mm. things down, which a lot of people actually need. Right. And then also increasing your dopamine levels. 
so uh, not feel good reward. It's a lot of people find it quite nice for relaxing and reducing stress cool. and that calming sensation. Cool. But if the libido is overwhelming, you can take some and it'll relax the libido. So just like one or two capsules of the something in the morning. Probably one, uh, one in the morning. For, yeah, it depends. Um, you can you see how you feel. Like it's you know, there's no. There's no known upper levels of theanine where people have experienced any kind of um, any kind side of effect. side effects. Cool. Yeah. So there's sun, so there's theanine. Could you go over the um, the actual cooling practice that you do? Oh, you, the the daytime. So so basically, it's very simple, and um, you sit at the edge of the chair. Okay. And keeping the spine upright. With your balls dropping over the chair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let, them, let them hang down over the chair. So Step one, get your balls out. <laughs> Should we do that right now? It's a very... We're at the beach, but unfortunately we're not at Wreck Beach, so we'll have to keep our balls in our pants. Yeah, uh, maybe a little too many barnacles. Not, not, not cool here. Um, so when... You may get injured on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the practice... Uh, oh, I just one other thing I want to throw in. Also, some people do find that the libido might relax a little bit if they take um, uh, melatonin. Oh, like yeah. before bed or just um, after they throughout yeah, the day? Yeah, or, yeah, actually, um, I haven't tried it myself. There's people that take it during the day find that they don't have, they don't get tired. And there's actually people really? that take it before workouts. And it's what? been tested and shown to increase wow. your human growth hormone. Um, huh. If taken before a workout, any kind of like the synthetic melatonin okay, or the one for the pig here's, brain. Um, here, this is a big one I found. I couldn't take any of the other melatonins. I could not because it crazy dreams and it just yeah, like I get weird. It was dreams. so intense, and I sometimes um, get kind of depressed the next morning. Yeah, so I I was told this for a while. A buddy kept telling me to try it out, but uh, the Life Choice That's melatonin, the life choice. Okay. yeah, their patented form of melatonin. Life choice. It's it's. I started using it, and it, it was like a completely different uh, product for me. Like, I, really? it didn't even. Like, I would get, get such foods? a solid. Um, yeah, you can get it at Whole Foods. There's the local, um, you know. Body Energy uh, Club. I'm not sure if Body Energy has uh, Life sure. Choice. Um, Genesis Nutrition. There's three shops around the cities. Uh, Davy cool. and. So you take you take that before bed, and you find that relaxes your libido throughout the day. Uh, or are you the kind of person who takes it no, throughout the day? I, I, I kind of sometimes I felt like it might have relaxed my... Uh, other people report that. Um, I found that... Um, yeah, my, maybe a little bit. Um, I've But I've been in a good control of this for years. Mm-hmm. So it's not like something that I, I can, you know, I can... I can start to redirect things and, and uh, right. work with that without taking anything. Cool. Um, well, let's try it. Let's, uh, let's try it then. So, yeah. so get your balls over the well, chair. There, there's no, <laughs> uh, no, not right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. no so, I'm just saying for the listeners, that's what you would do. You'd be sitting on a chair. The public, the edge it's of the a chair. public display exactly. here. Yeah, I know we're going to get arrested so, for obscenity. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> next time we'll have to like do this up in the mountains. Yeah. We'll go for yeah. a polar dip and then we'll be naked. Actually, that wouldn't work because yeah, then we'd shrinkage. Yeah. It wouldn't. I've actually found, um, yeah, the ability to control, you know, where those guys will decide to <laughs> set themselves as I practice this practice because oh, really? the, the muscular control and stuff, right? So you can actually control your scrotum. 
uh, yeah, if I if I choose to like pull them right up, mm -hmm. that, can you choose to bring them, them down? Up. Yeah, interesting. But then uh, that's really cool. Let's for the listeners. Let's go over the the cooling practice. So you're sitting on the chair, and then what do you do? So it's uh, it's a breath work. So it's it's the idea of breathing in gently and thinking about like cool air coming in. Just uh, imagining. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, actually, when I first started working, was controlling. Uh, during the sexual element of this practice, being able to control not releasing and when you're and, having sex and then orgasming, yeah, um, I found that uh, there was at first it started with the stage of muscular control down there, and mm -hmm. kind of some stuff almost felt like I was imagining it. It's so subtle, and then mm -hmm. and then as time went on, it gets stronger and stronger. It's like you become more and more. Um, aware and the nervous system starts to get keyed in there and then you're like oh now I, c I feel like I'm just like flexing my bicep I can right. feel it right. you know but uh, for for a time it's like people don't really use those muscles so they right. it's like things start to so when you talk about sensory. those muscles like in the kundalini training we talk about um, the first three chakras so engage the anus squeeze the anus sex organ and navel point um so I can now feel that after eight months of training, like I can feel those muscles. And yeah, I, I actually find them. it further forward somewhere. It's, um, it's like the, yeah, the perineum and also like the urogenital diaphragms. I feel those pull up base of my torso and mm -hmm. even in front, it's like my, my, uh, my genitalia pulls in. Pull in as you engage. Right? Yeah. So I, I feel that pull in and that also correlates to that developing that ability mm -hmm. to move everything around down there. So the cooling um, practice is you what you inhale up your spine as you yeah. engage those, those and it's the pelvic bowl <laughs> so breathing into like you imagine breathing that into the scrotum at the same time as mm -hmm. letting it kind of uh it's kind of like a pull up and it balloons out a bit so it pulls up on and the then, inhale or on and the then exhale? on the inhale it's like okay. it's kind of like instead of you're saying the the scrotum hanging along mm -hmm. uh it's more like uh drawing that so it's like a balloon that's filling up when you start to uh, mm. blow into that balloon. So instead of being, instead of being cool long, it starts to, it and starts it kind of to stretch out. the sides, right? Okay. Yeah. And you said even up a little. And it, well, it's the idea of like as I'm breathing into that, it's also pushing that energy back going through the perineum. Um, this okay. stuff, I feel like, so, and, and then there's, there's points along the way, but you draw it back to the tailbone and okay. slowly leading, leading that inhale. energy. And that's that idea of, of leading it rather than, than pushing it, just put awareness somewhere and let the energy each time you breathe in, it, right. it starts to draw towards that. Um, okay, this so you stuff, inhale down into the scrotum. Yeah. Feel this the stuff balloon. I feel like this would be something really good for people to actually read the and, yeah. and like learn it um, but just a general like a, just to complete that exercise even though it's super general they should read the book yeah. you inhale down into the scrotum yeah. and then do you exhale up the spine or no is every time you exhale specific? it's like a pause okay like so it, it's like I really I liked his description of it it's like when you uh, are drinking from a straw in a in a cup and then when you you draw it up the straw and then if you put the, the your finger on the top mm. And it just stays there. Yeah. And then you can breathe out and then you draw in, put your finger on the top. So it's mm -hmm. just kind of like um, when you, so you're going to breathe in and then 
on the on the exhale out it's uh using down around that perineum just kind of like everything everything just kind of like does a stop we're just going to hold everything there on the and exhale gonna, and then going to exhale out and then, and then exhale i see yeah and then as i inhale in it's going to fill up a little bit more i see so right now it's just a focus there there's no bringing of the energy up the spine yet uh, that's that's what it leads to, as, as as you go from point to point. I see. And then it starts to lead up the spine. Oh, okay, so you're doing multiple and then eventually down the front at the point of the scrotum. Yeah. Bring the energy to that place, and then you're bringing it to another point, sort of the coccyx maybe. Yeah. And then you're breathing and the energy to, there around the kidneys. I and see. And up to around the mid back. Okay. Um, and and working your way up until you get up over the head, down mm-hmm. through the tongue down your, uh, with the center line in the front, mm-hmm. and then um, eventually and would you say storing that it's pleasurable? It. Um, it's very calming. Calming? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, sorry, I interrupted you. So the last point is the navel point, the essentially. Dungeon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is an inch and a half the inwards and below the, the belly button, basically. Yeah, down basically where your small, small intestine is and cool. stuff in your bladder around there nice um, and it's the book that you have is the one with the two figures sitting on chairs across from each other right yes that's correct okay yeah, yeah that's the one I just yeah. got so I'm, I'm excited to read it yeah. you can get it on <clears throat> Amazon Prime I just got it out. came in in a day in a day which was great yes but uh, yeah that's really cool it's, it is hard to describe verbally but um, but that does give me a picture hopefully it gives some of the listeners a picture most listeners a picture of what it's all about it's about breathing and focusing and I think as a culture, we've spent so much time focusing outside ourselves that this practice might seem foreign at first, but you know, the more you do it, the more second nature it really becomes. Even I'm doing this thing called mindfulness-based stress reduction, as I was telling you. It's a program developed by John Kabat-Zinn at the University of Massachusetts. And they're not, they're not as explicitly focused on the sexual energy as Montauk Chia's work is, but there's just this body scan exercise we've been doing where you're focusing on your navel point and then you're lying down and then you bring the awareness down into your big toe. You breathe there and then you bring your awareness to the other toes and slowly up and this and this and this. And um, the more I do it, the better at it I become and the more enjoyable it is. It's really calming. And it's nice to know that you can cultivate um, a sense of, I guess, what they would say in, Santosha, uh, in yoga, santosha, contentment, and almost a feeling of, I would say, eroticism without anybody else in the room. Have you experienced that, where you, you're doing these practices and you start to feel, like um, Richard uh, David R. Hawkins has a book called Power Versus Force, and he says that some things, you're not tr- trying to get rid of your negative qualities, you're trying to up-level them to their more loving frequency. So lustful, lusting after somebody is a low vibration compared to its equivalent, which is eroticism, feeling sexy and beautiful and blissful in your own skin. So would you say that these practices help you feel more erotic versus lustful? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's a a lot more sense of calm and um, it's not as chaotic feeling, Mm. I'd say. It's like uh, more focused and um, it's like... uh, not powerful is in something that feels like it needs to be projected, but powerful is in something that's centered and it's just like a state. It's what you are. It's like it's like right here, right now. I don't need to go outside of myself or extend overextend. It's just like my state right here, right now is is 
this feeling of powerful and it, it's it's kind of like true power it's like you look at somebody yeah, this whole thing power. out there about like uh, you know like the idea of being alpha and stuff and you look at like actual like alpha there's there's this there's people that try and they push and like somebody that I know that actually will is in a position where uh, not going to get too deep but there's kind of like somebody's kind of got one up on you and you know, they, they know something they have something that in your life that you need to keep connection with and you don't want to you know they know that they've got some kind of something over you so they'll try and reach out and they'll uh, like say something inappropriate or, or kind of abusive towards you and that and then see you know in front of other people and then try and like show project how they're they're like this strong person and then see if you'll oh like stand your ground right that's and interesting I was thinking about that today I was thinking gosh that does happen and it's kind of silly yeah there's but it does people happen. that have to like try and show that they've got power over someone yeah. else as opposed to somebody just who's just strong uh, and assertive person who doesn't go it's like it's just watching somebody's actions, right? And you yeah. see, like, if some, if I see somebody being abused to someone else, I don't look at them and be like, wow, that's a really powerful, like, alpha person. I'm like, no, that's a weak person because they're afraid and they're trying to show that they're stronger than somebody else. Well, interesting. Or you take that element yeah. out that that person's, and the person themselves is not stronger than that no. other person. No. It's just they've got something that is... It's yeah, force uh, versus power. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a low frequency, but... That, that's interesting that you, you bring this up because, you know, when I was um, when I was younger, I would sort of get bullied by by other guys, and and I would feel a disconnection from my navel point, and it would yeah. get kind of cold, and I I was getting that a little bit, just sitting with you, and I think it's because you're a man, you're a very grounded man, and part of me is triggered from that post traumatic stress time of being chased up the street by guys who might have kind of looked like you. I won't chase you. Up the thank you. I okay, thank you. <laughs> okay. But but I was finding as as I was noticing my stomach getting kind of cold and feeling kind of ungrounded, I just like kind of did that little bit of that lower, yeah. like just pulled my balls in a bit and just focused energetically down into my lower don chin, and I felt a warmth come back. When you today. when you draw up on all those diaphragms and everything kind of draws in a little, yeah. do you feel it's almost like a kind of sensation of, of energy, kind of like going further up in the body yes a little and bit and it, it just it just starts to it's like everything just starts to float up right the chest opens up and expands mm-hmm. there's that that lordosis lower back starts to disappear your right. spine kind of starts straightening out control, your yeah. head sits high on your on your neck yeah yeah, it's just that like, when you draw that in, the lower abdomen draws in a little, all the pelvic area mm-hmm. draws up, and then it's like uh, expanding up a little. Right. And it feels like a relaxing, a it's little like relaxing putting yourself strength. into your power pose. Instead of, yeah, well, instead of me, like, putting my skeletal structure into a, into a position where I'm like, yeah, like, I look strong now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more like just elevating things, and then my body just feels relaxes into a strong place right yeah and I don't have to do anything I don't have to like try and project anything it's just simply like being being it feels so good yeah it's like I can make strong assertive choices yeah from this space um something um what was it you were talking about a moment ago 
Those waves are beautiful. This is a good place to do yeah. a podcast. Hopefully, we'll listen back and hopefully listeners can hear just the nice yeah. waves and not too many people. There are a few people talking, but not too bad. Um, yeah, but just, I think it all comes back to just being present and feeling, I mean, it's cheesy, but the yogis say blissful, bountiful, and beautiful in your own skin in the moment. Yeah. I think that's where, where all well-being stems from. And, um, oh, I was going to ask you, so not to make it all about sex, but I mean, they're just body parts. I was at a <laughs> fitness workshop and the fitness guy who was teaching us, he said, when you're working out, you should always be sucking your balls in. Is that true? Well, so this comes, uh, so there's a couple different elements. I was just mentioning a moment ago that like rising feeling and like mm -hmm. feel like the chest expands. If I belly breathe. And is that what happens when you in bring your balls in or is that when you bring the awareness down there or the, when I the when I draw breath? everything up when okay. I just just simply the sensation I don't have to think about energy I don't have to think about like I just simply right. drawing all that stuff up so you pull then, up on the muscles that are connected to the testicles essentially slightly and then engage yeah. the navel point in the anus or the yeah. perineum and the, the lower abdomen right but here's the thing is not only do I feel like uh like my breath changes, I start to expand more into the thoracic cavity rather than the abdominal. If I'm if I'm doing belly like breathing, if I if I sit if, so if I sit and meditate and I totally relax my abdominal and and I'm belly breathing and and my uh, all the urogenital um, diaphragms are relaxed, the perineum and everything, all that stuff is relaxed and and I'm just doing a base form meditation. Um, if I start doing that same kind of breath work while I'm up and about doing a workout, I, I, my system calms down and I don't have the same drive to hit that next set. If I'm, if I'm drawing everything in a little and, and expanding more into the thoracic, I feel like now, it's that energy. Again? So your rib cage, rib area, okay. more, more like an upper, you can feel like it expand through the shoulders, through the side of the ribs. Pulling in neck locks yeah. or bringing your chin in and back a bit. Yeah. Slightly. Uh, I don't like to use the word lock. Um, okay. I just, it's That's just like letting term. it, letting it just draw into that space. And I noticed that even as I draw my lower abdomen in, yeah. then my neck, start, my, my upper back, so thoracic, my, uh, my chest starts to open up yeah. and my head starts to flow higher just from thinking about drawing my open. lower abdomen in and yeah. lifting my pelvic floor. Right. It's yeah. like it kind of supports everything that's, that starts the process of adjusting everything into alignment. Um, if I'm, if I'm doing that breath into a, like raising the breath higher in my body, I feel more drive to hit that next set. But here's the other thing to look at it from a structural point of view. Mm. When you, when you draw in the lower abdomen using what's the transverse abdominus, it's like a the lift weighter, waiter's, uh, yeah. uh, uh, weightlifter's, weightlifter's belt. belt. Yeah. And it goes around the waist. Yeah. and it connects to the spine in the back. It's got fascia in the front and the back, mm -hmm. and then the muscles in the side. Um, that there, and also lifting the pelvic floor, mm -hmm. the, all those muscles working together, you get the little stabilizer muscles down in the lumbar going as well, cool. and your lower back is safer. If you're doing heavy lifts, if you're doing rotations, if you so it's activating the core. So drawing in the lower abdomen, lifting a pelvic floor uh -huh. is gonna keep the lower back safe. Right. When so when doing, he said hug your balls and he was that was basically true. It's it's good yeah. to kind of do that to be be strengthen in, your foundation. Yeah, strengthen your foundation. This is your, your foundation. foundation. You know, like you're you every time you move your leg forward, 
the muscles all through your abdominal, your waist area, your lower back, those, those are all securing your hips. Mm-hmm. Um, with the rest, because you have your counter rotation with your upper body, there's a lot of, like, it's a lot of stability going on through that that um, waist level right. area right? Um, to keep those hips in a line when you're moving your legs, right? I was in an Ashtanga class, like a Mysore class, and the teacher was like, squeeze your you know, anus or your perineal area. And I went up to him after class and said, like, do you do that all the time? He said, oh yeah, do it all the time, like throughout the whole day. Is that something you recommend? Um, I, sorry. Um, I, uh, no, obviously if you're at rest, if you're um, meditating, wherever you're sleeping, you don't want to always be drawing that, that in and having that tension. Yeah. It's it's according to the activity that they're going right. on. Right? But if you're doing if something I'm, with that requires more prowess, it, it could help. Yeah, and and doing it on a regular basis throughout the day, if you're in the shower or wherever, um, just pulsing it, then or well, holding it, just keeping it keeping it engaged, engaged as according to the activity. So that's what I'm getting to. Yeah, okay. is the the activity that you're doing, mm-hmm. the more intense the activity, the more rotation on that spine, the more uh, um, the more you're lifting, the more your uh, dynamic movement is Mm -hmm. then you want to activate that more cool as a as appropriate to the intensity levels so i I only started doing that sorry to keep interrupting but i I only started doing that about a year ago and it's been so helpful in in exercise in general whether it's pilates or spin class even i'll instruct my students to do it it's funny i teach at arbutus club and they're a little more conservative there and um, I was saying, you know, engage your anus, sex, organ, navel point, like I learned in the Kundalini training. And I got this complaint, and my boss called me. She's like, were you talking about sexual innuendo in the class? One of your students was very, you know, upset that you ta- were talking about sexual innuendo. And I couldn't think what it was, and I realized it was me constantly <laughs> saying, engage your anus, sex, organ, navel point. So now I just say pelvic floor. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, so, so I, don't, I think some people don't realize that that lower pelvic bowl area and getting connected to it can really enhance your physical fitness. Yeah, uh, well, actually, like, just going back to even just, like, a structural sense, something that's a real, will, will probably stand out uh, for most people um, if they're aware and, and really paying attention. If you walk across some, um, like, here on the beach, is like, pebbles and the broken shells and stuff, you notice a big difference. Or if you're just walking across some gravel or some sand on the path or where there's some sticks and leaves and stuff... Uh, ground where there's various um, you know uh, particulates if you just walk along and try to be quiet and then go back so so separate that just walk along that ground and try and be quiet see mm-hmm. how your feet feel yeah and see how quiet you are mm-hmm. see how your whole system feels mm-hmm. now go back engage your core draw in that lower abdomen lift the pelvic floor mm-hmm. and walk across it again and you'll notice a difference you'll feel way more connected your whole body's working together in smooth movement Mm -hmm. and you'll notice that it's quieter and that your feet touch the ground different Mm -hmm. and that your whole body your legs move a little different if you just pay attention to those subtleties and that and it's a much more like whole unit like Mm -hmm. everything working together dynamic and you know um Somebody said that the lower Don Chan is the spirit womb. Like, women have a womb, but men and women have a spirit womb. 
And, and so maybe, is there maybe a spiritual element to that where you're bringing awareness to that part of your body and you're, you're conscious, you're, you're lowering your center of gravity essentially in your consciousness and you're using your whole body. Don't like the martial artists say that everything should emanate from your hara? Yeah, yeah. Every move, every breath. Yeah. Even when you speak from your navel point, people tend to listen to you more. Yeah. It's sort of like a spiritual element of it too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the, the womb element. Um, I don't, I haven't really... Um, read or studied anything on that but I do know of years of practicing martial arts and uh, different types of practices I have done I have noticed that um, it makes a big difference when I keep engaged there Mm -hmm. but to be honest it's it's the whole body I think right through to my fingertips Uh, like bring bringing like it's it's a very essential area to to keep an awareness but then Mm -hmm. spreading the awareness out from there right so that right down to my toes, my ankles, my knees, everything's lining up smooth. I've got like good movement. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's like I have one of my martial arts teacher, uh, he said something really great once that now, of course, there's people that will look good, but have crap technique or, or they're, you know, they just managed to make things look good. Mm-hmm. But if you've got good technique um, and you're, that looks sloppy and looks crappy in that, then you probably got a good technique that isn't happening. Right. But if you make it look good, so take that good technique and make it look good, right? So when I walk down the street, I, I just don't like, I don't throw my limbs down the street, kind of like saunter and right. like everything's kind of, I just be consistently aware of my movement and smooth and like get like, you know, everything I like appreciate these bodies that we're in. Yeah. Like we, we beat the hell out of them, and then we're like, "Oh, my wrist had been pro- giving me problem for a while. It annoys me so much." And I, how often we go, "Hey, you know what? I recognize things have been good. You know, I, I've been I do rough things. It's like having a boss that always talks shit to you, yes, right? Yeah. And and right. and is really abusive. And then and then uh, you're working your ass off for him, or that, or else having a boss that says, "Hey, you know what? You're doing awesome. I really appreciate you." And then there's the next level of that where you get a raise when the boss goes, Oh, we're going to feed you this food. That's going to help to raise you up. And it's going to, instead of eating McDonald's, you're going to give you a raise. We're going to give you, get some nutritious food here. Right. But in the, on the other element that I was first talking about, is like that, the, you know, being appreciative to our bodies. I think it's so, that interesting practice of smiling down rather we smile out all the time. Mm -hmm. We can stop and close our eyes and kind of smile down our bodies and appreciate it. Just like be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, much appreciation for what's going on here. It's this community of little organisms working together. Yeah. It's, it's mind blowing when you look at the deeper levels of what the body, what's going on in the body, like in the gut, all the bacteria that runs so much stuff in our body that we would die without. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the cells themselves, you even look inside the cells and there's little, it's like little organisms running around inside the cells and they know their job and they know what to do. But sometimes, you know, we cut them off from the, the resources they need, or we let a bunch of toxins get in and devastate their environment and right. stuff. But you look at these little organisms, they're they're playing their role and stuff and it's like something to have appreciation for that I can ride around with this community and and, uh, be the sometimes unknowing uh, you know boss at the front well believed boss and that I can make those choices of of different functions but foster community but then I don't make that choice of oh you know what I 
appreciate that I can be here and like this consciousness can ride around and experience these things, right? Right. So self-compassion, appreciation, gratitude for your body. Yeah. Do you know Cam McDougall? He ran Barons of Beef. He's in my in the men's group that I'm in. But he was talking. We do a beautiful state uh, exercise. Yes. Before we, you do. Yeah. 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 He's he's a great guy. Well, and um, we do a beautiful state exercise to start the men's group meeting, and his were really great. Like he would say, like you know, treat your body like a Ferrari. Like he wouldn't put shit yeah. fuel into like a Ferrari. Yeah. And just you know the way he spoke, it really resonated with me. I was like, oh my god, that's so right. Like these bodies are gifts, and we have to be kind to them, and we don't need to be that nasty boss anymore. Yeah. 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 That's very good. Well, I think that's how many. How long? Oh, what uh, something I'd like to, something yeah. I'd like to throw in. Um, yeah, we're at fifteen that minutes. I was thinking, we'll go for like an hour, hour and a half max. So it's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, something that I also wanted to kind of throw in there. We were speaking about earlier because we were talking about the whole element of um, of uh, retaining mm-hmm. our semen not releasing Mm -hmm. interesting things there's a bunch of different studies that have been done on on masturbation or releasing um orgasm and how it affects the body and the hormones and and you're not saying don't release ever like what would be a good amount of for somebody to release is like once a month or you know once every two weeks or I got my max was 78 days. I just went for 78 days without ejaculating. You know, I think it comes down to what that person's feeling in their body. If they're feeling good and everything's feeling fine, then I think they're good to go. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. Yeah, no worries. Um, there have been studies done that show um, not releasing or not actually orgasming or releasing for a longer period of time. There's studies that show at the... There's one that says at the seven-day point, there's a, a spike in testosterone. Oh, yeah, from seemed. Japan, right? And then, yeah. And John then Gray was talking about that. Yeah, the then there was wrote. also other studies that showed, like, more, like, three-week-long, and there was, like, a steady increase, like, a little bit, not a extensive. Um, thing to keep in mind is that none of these studies, these people weren't practicing what we're talking about here. Hmm. And then, um, and was this? Did you find this on like PubMed or Google Scholar? Where can people find these kind of studies or books or? Uh, just looking up, yeah, PubMed. Cool. The um, all the just type in wonderful, you know, access we have now. If you choose to get a membership, you can get memberships and and look at studies yourself, right? Yeah. So, or you could go to the uh, like university. I think the university. Um, Libraries, you can go in and just sit on the computer and and, and you can look through all the Check studies you want. I think you have to get a, a membership for the, the mm. library. My dad's um, a doctor, unless you're so sometimes he, oh, I'll well, ask him go. for his password. Yeah, just <laughs> I, I just do that. I'm like, That's dad, amazing. I need yeah. to research this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that Important. sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it, the the like people sometimes get really ruthless hacking on the internet and saying how there's so much terrible and it's so bad and stuff and it's like well it's it's a tool there's no it's not good or bad it's not good yeah. or evil it's just it just is yes. and there's different ways we can use it we can use it or abuse things it. we can do with it that are amazing really like of course there's going to be you know everything's got some ups and downs and that yeah 
but so you were saying these studies there's the week long well, study where the testosterone went up if people didn't have sex for a week and then on the sixth day their testosterone was super high right seven, seventh day seventh day it was that, super high it's like 145 percent wow i think uh and then um is there ever a danger of like having too high levels of testosterone like too hot like i associate testosterone with heat well is that i don't is that just like here's how i see is that as long as the body is healthy and being given all the nutrients it needs and having all the toxin needs cleared out Mm -hmm. um i feel that uh it'll it'll a balance itself out and b um let's say if you had a two two different cars one you know the the oil is the motor oil and the transmission oil is dirty and the gears are starting to kind of wear down and it hasn't been upkept and it's it's kind of beaten and stuff. And then the other one's tuned. If you keep it tuned, you clear out the toxins, you make sure it's got everything in it needs. It's yeah. it's a fine-tuned machine. And you give both of them nitros. You know one's going to blow itself apart and right. the other one's just going to super fast. Yeah. Right. So you look at. Um, I think this might be an element in why some people manage to do fine when they take certain, you know, I haven't studied into the different steroids too deep, but it seems that some people seem to do fine mm-hmm. taking some steroids, and then mm-hmm. some people it just destroys them. Totally messes them up, right? Their yeah, they have major problems there. And... Yeah, so I, I, I think there might be an element of. Um, you know, when there may be some symptoms that that are unavoidable, but there's other ones where it's like, why does this, why do like this group of people have like minimal symptoms, and then this group of people have this massive like everything just goes to hell? Is those people, you know, if you have somebody that's eating McDonald's all the time, and then they're like going and like hitting hard in the gym, their cortisol levels are high, they're right. not getting their rest and stuff, and they're throwing everything out of balance, and they're just doing horrible things to their body and then they put nitros into it not a good idea gone right right so yeah that um, totally makes sense yeah but i feel that when we do the practice here Mm -hmm. um it does balance out all the hormones i feel it is if it's if it's the proper practices that that breath work that sitting breath work Mm -hmm. is done that's when everything kind of balances itself out nice um the other thing too is bringing in that nutritional element take care of ourselves nutritionally don't just rely it's like you know don't just go I'm, I, well I do this sexual practice and it's giving me a boost and that's all that's I need all I and I can do, like yeah. now I can override you know eating McDonald's every day and not right. getting any sleep and stuff it's like bringing in those other elements you know? yeah and true that interesting thing too going back to what I was saying about um, you know we t- kind of touched on a ketogenic diet and different huh. types of foods for a bit but when I find, okay, so not only do you see the cortisol levels rise when we have uh, carbohydrates and sugars, mm-hmm. because that roller coaster ride that the hormones go on, but I've noticed in myself whenever I have a bunch of carbohydrates or sugars, my willpower starts to go out I the, noticed that too. Yeah, I totally noticed that. Like, if no I eat a shitload of fruit, just no I just like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I like don't want to do anything. I just want to like, it happens so quickly. Like I'll eat a, so, a bunch of fruit or I'll eat like ice cream. And like literally I'll go from being like this machine that's like passionate getting things done to being like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to watch Netflix. Yeah. It's weird. And I, I, that's another thing too is that when then I find my willpower to refrain from um, releasing 
is different Goes too. Down. Yeah. It's like, because um, I, I, that roller coaster ride gives you that up and then it drops you. And what right. what happens? I feel like crap. Um, Do you drink? No. Oh, you don't drink no. at all? Yeah. And that's, um, that's another thing going back to the whole, you see guys taking steroids and then going out and drinking a bunch and then they get roid rage stuff and you're like oh well I don't know liver's liver's processing a lot of stuff right now liver relates to anger right so um, but uh, what was I saying there oh yeah the willpower eating carbohydrates and sugars and noticing that that twist in the willpower suddenly um, my interest and ability to keep myself on focused on what keep I yourself want being as the for Ferrari. retraining, retaining and, and yeah. redirecting that energy and yeah, that yeah, I don't want to put diesel fuel in my Ferrari. Yeah. And that's what those carbohydrates, especially like grains and now is there yeah. would you say not all grains are um, equal like would it be if somebody oh, yeah. wants some grains could you have like a nice there's multi grain th- rice or quinoa versus like well, white rice or are they all there's grains uh and just as a disclaimer for anyone who wants to try and call out the quinoa is not a grain it's a seed and whatever you guys want to <laughs> uh, try and draw out from this but because there's always people that want to right. poke right so yeah. um but just um looking at different uh grains and and i guess we'll bring seeds into this and stuff um Grain, we'll just stay with grains specifically. Some grains are more irritating than others. The truth is, is that all grains have gluten in them. There's just different types of gluten. And when there's products that say gluten-free, it's um, not really technically true. It's just, it's, it's just that there's, there's the glutens from the most irritating type of gluten from wheat, barley, rye, I think it's Camut and Spelt, um, I believe, are not in there. That's the one that people react to most. And that's you know why... Casta? My buddy Casta, he, he showed me this sourdough pasta made in Nelson or something, and it's fermented sourdough, and it's made of hemp. Would that oh, be okay. a better option for somebody than, like... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and hemp hemp, hemp's a seed. Okay. So there's, there's, diff- no there's different, there. different types of compounds. Well, here's the thing is that... Um, whether it's, uh, it's called Caslo whether pasta, it's, by the way, for listeners, K A S L O, and it's at Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah I'm not awesome. sponsored by um, them, but that's really good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, hemp's hemp's a really great seed. Um, there's a lot of amazing stuff in hemp. The really what absorbable about, proteins. Yeah, you say spelt's maybe not as good. Um, yeah, no, it's still one of those uh, buckwheat. The the glutens that are a lot tough. Uh, gl- gl- uh, buckwheat's not actually a um, grain. Okay, so, so it's, it's a safe. Seed it's a seed as well um it's a better option is it uh yeah uh buckwheat's a a good option now the thing is that everyone there's everyone's got reactions to different things and something i would want to say is that every pretty much all of them have different types of anti-nutrients out there there's there's grains with like uh with glutens and lectins and stuff like that and but then in, yeah, beans and legumes, that's a big thing for people to be aware of is like the beans and, and or legumes, everyone wants to, I don't know, I've heard both. But anyways, uh. Um, uh, they have a lot of like uh, phytic acid and ricine. And, and that basically and inhibits nutrient are, absorption. 
that yes, it inhibits. Uh, so it blocks enzyme function and also blocks absorption of. So enzymes will break down your macronutrients, your mm-hmm. fats, proteins, carbs, mm-hmm. um, and then it also blocks the absorption of a lot of your minerals and vitamins. Mm. And then above and beyond that, the thing is that they actually cause inflammation, Beans not in just general. in the digestive tract, but also throughout the body. Beans and and legumes yeah, there, there's actually toxins like ricines, like a serious toxin. That wow. the, then you got to make sure that you cook things well, and there still be trace amounts of it left, huh. right? But um, yeah, it's uh, these things can be really tough on the body, and that's why you know, sometimes you see like the body's reacting. And, yeah. And uh, not digesting things well, and ha- not not feeling well after, you know, certain things being eaten. But um, let's see, where were we? Yeah, just uh, that comes back to what I was talking about earlier. If, if you decide to go the ketogenic diet route, you can essentially cut all that stuff out. You fuel the body off fats, makes the brain grow. There's nothing else that makes the brain grow like that. Nothing that shows huh. the the effects like that. Interesting thing, actually, that I just came across is um, the effects of uh, getting the sugars and carbs out and using a ketogenic diet increases the GABA being produced and lowers the glutamate. So glutamate, too much glutamate in the system can actually be toxic, number one, but also it's an excitery. It's like it it stimulates and it can make people like nervous and anxiety, stuff like that. And GABA is the opposite of that. They kind of play off each other. Just like earlier I was saying the dopamine and testosterone versus the um, prolactin and the the, um, estrogen. Estrogen, yes. Yeah. Uh, the GABA and the glutamate do the same thing, so it's very calming and it, it helps to calm things down. GABA Like is. reduce the anxiety. So you look at multiple effects. You're not feeding it to orga- organisms that produce toxins that make us anxious um, when, you're, when you're fueling the body with fats because those organisms need carbs. Oh, they thrive off carbs. To, yeah, they fuel themselves off carbs and sugars. And they make, they can influence your, like, are you talking about the gut bacteria that could influence your mood to Yeah, yeasts and stuff. And and there's, our healthy gut bacteria actually produce neurotransmitters that make us feel good. I've heard that. You, you know, you have like the lactobacillus rhamnosus that, you know, triggers um, dopamine production. Um, then you've got, um, and like, there, there's so much. There's so serotonin. you essentially have brain cells in your gut? Yeah, well, you've got more nerve endings in your gut than you do in your brain. Mm. And there's a, a lot of neurotransmitters being produced down there and stored and do down. They go, oh, they get stored, they stored. to your brain? Um, yeah, they'll, they'll make it up to your brain. Huh. That's the, the connection between the gut and the brain, right? Mm-hmm. But if we're feeding the organisms that, um, you know, they're, they're the ones that are harmful to us, uh, they feed off these sugars and carbs and what they produce is not neurotransmitters but neurotoxins wow. amongst other things that are uh, wow. harmful to us they manipulate our hormones um, but they when they're putting out neurotoxins they're short-circuiting the nervous system and damaging it how's that going to make someone feel like wow. anxious right what's a good way for somebody who has some nervous system damage or a sensitive nervous system to repair it and rebuild it and strengthen it for repairing the nervous system yeah would the semen a, a retention major practice cornerstone help? a major cornerstone is ketogenic diet it shows okay. huge results in repairing damage that's been done in the brain hmm. um and all kinds of nervous system issues and can you ner- recommend a good book that sort of encapsulates the ketogenic diet or a good website a good or? book you know what i just i've uh read a lot of studies I'll be honest I, I mm-hmm. and I haven't been uh, 
getting into too many. Well, they should talk to you. What's your yeah. um, What's your website? My website is uh, Epic Body Designs. EpicBodyDesigns.com. Yep. Awesome. And uh, my email is Peter at EpicBodyDesigns.com. Awesome. Peter at EpicBodyDesigns.com. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah, it seems like you're very knowledgeable and you've done a lot of research. I think often people will just read a book, which is great, but it seems like you've actually gone into PubMed and you, you're, you're passionate about actually getting to the source of yeah. the information. As you said, sometimes these studies are funded by certain companies who have certain interests. So it's, you're, it seems like you're aware of that and you're, you're seeking navigating. out truth. You're yeah. navigating to find the actual truth. So that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, what about, so, so the ketogenic diet is good for repairing the nervous system. What about um, the practice of semen retention itself? Is that good for strengthening the nerves? Like I hear that the Chinese Taoists will say that one drop of um, semen is equal to like 100 gallons of blood or something in terms of how much it, uh, bodily energy it takes to create. I'm totally bastardizing that, but yeah. something like that semen is a precious thing and if you can learn how to redirect that sexual energy throughout your body, it can actually be very rejuvenating. Is that? Yeah. I, so. Uh, looking at that, I, you know what? I don't want to be quoted on this because I can't remember where I read it. But if um, I recall reading that there's pretty similar nutrient profile to, to be used to make uh, your semen as your nerve cells. And um, I have to look into that and, and uh, see if I can find any info on that. See where I, that's been a while since I read that. Um, but whether or not that's the case you look at these are organisms that are like sparks of life which are the semen the semen yeah right, right? yeah there there's and there's millions you know people can, someone can have up to 500 million you sperm know, in an sperm ejaculation in a, yeah that's oh. an awful lot of little life organisms energy, yeah. yeah and then beyond that everything that goes with it is very they're very particular nutrients in the body it's not just being like well i lost those nutrients it's mm. like how much time and energy did my body take to put in how much work did it put into into formulating that and doing right. all those little enzyme practices to to yeah transition from one compound to the next and then the next enzymes come in and how much resources did it take to make those enzymes the workers of our body the enzymes are they, they build everything and break everything back down oh, right yeah. so they're the workers like in how have i been do i have enough workers do i have the right nutrients do i have every stage of the process and stuff it's it's just looking at how much the body goes through to create that right and to have that what i found in my journey is like i used to you know be kind of addicted to cocaine i would do it several times a month yep. and i did get a little bit into crystal meth as well yeah and and alcohol and and what i found is when i was in that haze of being an addict I didn't have enough life force or, or consciousness to even have this kind of conversation, really feel grateful for the Ferrari of my body. Yeah. And now that I'm coming off of that and that I, I don't do cocaine anymore, I'm actually starting to literally feel more love for my, and feel that it is something I really need to, and actually feel like, wow, that does take a lot of life force and a lot of energy for the body to create semen. Whereas when I was like an addict, I'd be like, oh, you know, like, I'm just gonna do more cocaine like that. Who cares? You know, like you get into this weird. I feel like your frontal lobe must shut off when you do drugs, and like you're just not conscious or as conscious as as you could be. So I've just that's something I've noted. It's like now that I'm I'm not doing drugs anymore, I feel more of an actually authentic appreciation for my body, and I actually feel good in my body, and that's such a gift. And I'm so grateful that that I I didn't uh, continue down that path because it was really scary and 
I had a cousin pass away of fentanyl overdose two months ago, and my this guy that I was dating about a year ago passed away of fentanyl overdose poisoning. Yeah, so yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's intense stuff. I kind of from on a on an experiential level, it made me think of like when I went through a stage in my life where I had some troubles. Too. Yeah, um, I thought of it as being what it's like to be possessed because that some <laughs> yeah. some other entity comes in and, and is like very convincing and very subtly works his way into being like oh yeah, yeah I totally a little felt more you looking know, it's, back it's okay. I'm like, How the hell doing so I do good that? everything's so good all right let's you know just and you'll be fine just just one and you'll be fine yeah, you know just of do course one that line of coke it never yeah. uh, ends there never but know. yeah it's a the little uh, <laughs> possession-like experience. Yeah, but. and I don't want to, like, if there's anybody who's listening who's who's into drugs, I'm not, like, saying, you know, you're bad. Um, no, no, not at all. Just keep just adding the good stuff. Awareness. I think that's what helped me. If I, I just kept adding the good stuff, and the big thing that really got me off cocaine was one of my friends has a friend who uh, is or was a drug dealer, and went around Vancouver and got different samples of cocaine from different dealers, and he tested it. And the most coke he could find in any sample was 7% cocaine. The rest was baby powder, <laughs> fentanyl, and yeah. speed. Yeah. And so I was kind of going, well, I'm not even doing cocaine. I'm doing baby powder and fentanyl. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not doing that anymore. And uh, I personally believe that the cocaine is much, much easier on the body than any other stuff that's being put in there. So it's slowly mm. getting into more and more twisted, like mm. nasty stuff that devastates the body. What, what do you mean like that? Like cocaine on its own isn't as bad compared to all the it's cocktail. I don't believe that pure cocaine has anywhere near as much of an impact as just like crystal meth itself. Like crystal meth is, is it just eats the body apart from the inside. Mm-hmm. You see people's transformation of how they look, like a, right. like just from an outside view, and how it transforms a person, and it's mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just like slowly eating the insides apart. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I uh, I'm gonna have to. I think that was good. Here. Got yeah, some, some clients thrown off too. So it was great. Uh, Great being able to connect on this. Yeah, you as well. I'm going to go teach a Pilates class now. Okay. And you're going to go teach some clients, go instruct some clients, train some clients. That's the word. You bet. Um, Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you for your wisdom and your knowledge. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you so much, guys, for your reviews on iTunes, for listening, for supporting, and have a beautiful day.